When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. The giggling you're hearing in the background here in the best show on your radio, known as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio is from Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. That. Uh, yeah, you know, that intro yeah. is something else. I'm used to this, you know, this music right, and exactly. you're dancing, but man, uh-huh. that's something else. <laughs> man, hey, you guys remember, it's still ESPN, right? <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> you, know what, you know what they say, the last of a di- dime breed, Aaron. <laughs> they don't make them like this no more. Yeah, I'll, model, yeah. I'll model for this show. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I can tell. I can tell. The, the look on your face, Aaron, was I didn't know what it was ending. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know where we were going with it. I didn't know if we were coming out to him. I didn't know where I didn't I didn't know what we were segueing into betting somehow from this. I'm thinking in my head. Put it this way. You place a bet on Harry from that night, you won a lot of money yeah, on Harry just, that night. I don't want to know what was going on. I don't think we don't we don't no know. No one either. wants to know what's going on. But we got a pretty good idea as far as that goes. Like we mentioned, there's a great job as an ESPN sports betting analyst, a great follow on Twitter at Aaron K. Dolan. I'm gonna start with your Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you're going to go right into it. Right into it. How do you feel about your Eagles playing the Buccaneers the way they played the last five, six weeks? Well, I am in an Eagles hoodie. Uh, Reason being is because I don't know how much longer I can wear these things. You know what I mean? Like, we're coming down to the point they're going to get bounced. As a fan, I want them to get bounced and be done with this and move on. Really? Why? Because I've had enough. One in five in the last six weeks. They look so bad each and every week. I mean, that defense, I don't even know what they could figure out within, you know, seven days to Mm -hmm. play another game. The only reason I think that the Eagles will be able to win this one is because I don't think the Bucks offense is going to be able to do much, especially okay. after what we saw last week. I mean, Baker Mayfield couldn't even have a passing touchdown against the Panthers. And <laughs> arguably, I guess you could say in the last five weeks, the Eagles defense has been far worse than that. But at the same time, I just think this was going to be closer than people expect. The line keeps moving in favor of the Eagles. Uh, it was at minus two and a half for a while, which I did like the Eagles at minus two and a half. But now that it's at three, I wouldn't play this one. And then you have the total at 43 and a half. But this is going to be a player prop game for me, most likely. I don't okay. have too many picks in this one. But I do think the Eagles will win on the road, despite how bad they have been looking. I think something, I'm hoping at least, something kind of clicks for this team. Uh, turn it around. But it, it mainly comes down to the Bucks offense not being able to put up a ton of points. Now, we're talking about a team on the road, the Cleveland Browns. They have to go to Houston. Start Starting cornerback Denzel Ward injured his knee in practice. Yep. Does that change the handicapping of the Browns versus the Houston Texans? A little bit. I mean, the line's been moving in favor of the Texans. It's now down to Texans plus one and a half. You got the total at 44 and a half. But for me, this is going to be a player prop game. Joe Flacco over 36 and a half passing attempts. I think he's airing it out. I think that this is going to be a tight, close game. He said over this mark in four or five games, and he didn't play last game. So a lot of these starters are rested, whereas the Houston Texans, they just played a really tough game last week to be able to be in this position. And C.J. Stroud just overall, yes, he's looked great this entire season, exceeding expectations. And that's phenomenal, and that's great. But playoff game is a little bit different than just a regular season game and right. quarterbacks making their first career playoff starts are 21 and 38 against the spread Ooh. since 2003 and the Browns I mean they've covered six straight as a favorite and the team's actually been better with Joe Flacco and I just think that pass rush is going to get after CJ Stroud 
all night. Miles Garrett, Zedarius Smith, I think it could get ugly for him in ways. So I think the Browns win this game. It will be close, but I do like Joe Flacco to go over passing attempts. Yeah, they got a lot of guys on defense in Cleveland that will take you in the alley and beat the fool out of you. So CJ <laughs> Yeah, Stroud, I don't want to see them in a dark alley. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> see them in the daylight where I can yeah. actually see them. That defense is that good. ESPN Sports Betting, Al's Aaron Dolan in studio on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. It's going to be the Frigid Bowl Part 1. Oh, man. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins. Game time temperature minus 7. Wind chill factor minus 27. <laughs> they played early this season in pristine conditions overseas in Germany. Kansas City won that game 21-14 at the leading 21 nothing at halftime. How would you play this game, money-wise, line-wise, whatever-wise? So I love football, but if it was that cold, there's no way I'm going out there, even Amen. if it's a playoff game. There's just no way. It's crazy. But weather is an impact for me in this game. I mean, if you look at Miami, they're 0-10 outright, 2-8 and against the spread in their last 10 games when game time temperature is 40 degrees. Wow. 40, not negative. So <laughs> this is going to be really ugly for them. We know they don't play well against good teams either. They're 1-5 and five outright against winning teams. Yeah. And just in those losses that we've seen for the Dolphins this season, they've gone down by the half. So I do think this is a spot that you could attack the Chiefs minus 2.5 in the first half. The game line actually got up to Chiefs minus 4.5. It's now back down to minus 4 on ESPN bet with a total at 44.5. But I think the way you played is just the Chiefs jumping out. The Chiefs' defense is no joke, let alone I don't think Miami can get it going in the first half of the game. They're going to need to if they want to hang in it, but at the same time, it's pretty low total, low spread, I should say, in the first half, minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I would play that one. I think that knowing the weather, the Miami Dolphins are also banged up. Even if those players do come back, like Waddle and Mostert, like how available are they going to be in frigid, cold temperatures? I just think it could get ugly really quick. So I do like the Chiefs in the first half. So on Sunday, we have one, two, and we're going to take it to Jamaica. Tree games on Sunday, <laughs> starting with the Steelers and the Bills. Bills laying double digits. Would you uh, would you lay that big of a spread during this game, that big number? Yeah, so it actually just moved back down. These lines move all around. So it's now Bills minus 9.5. And, and the reason I think this is moving in favor of the Steelers is just because of how bad the weather is going to be in that game. Okay. A ton of snow, a ton of wind. That total is all the way down to 33.5, which is pretty crazy when you see a low total like that and such a high spread. Right. People are thinking it's just going to be an ugly, sloppy, close game because of weather. Um, For me in this game, I do like the Buffalo Bills to win. I also like um, Josh Allen to have a touchdown in this one. I also like Josh Allen over 36 and a half rushing yards. Now, of course, Bill's money line is super juicy. So if you parlay all those three things together, you get that around plus 210 on ESPN bet. But the Bills should be able to win this one, mainly also because, you know, the Steelers are without TJ Watt. They're one in 10 without Watt, four, six and one against the spread without Watt on the field this in his career, I should say. Um, but the Bills have enough to get it done at home. I think the Steelers are obviously banged up on defense. I don't know if I trust Mason Rudolph, but because it's so ugly, it's hard to say to lay the points with the Bills in this spot just because of the snow. Um, and then, I mean, Josh Allen has a rushing touchdown almost every game. Yeah. And then I think he's going to have to take matters into his own hand. If it's bad wins and whatnot, he's going to yeah. run the ball. So mm-hmm. over 36 and a half rushing, touch, rushing yards will also be one of my favorite plays. Yeah, especially that game's going to be a snow globe game. Snow everywhere, wind everywhere. Yeah, like, Pittsburgh it's, so, it's so hard to handicap those games because you just don't know how somebody's going to show up. Right. You think you know, and it's like, oh, these guys are from Buffalo and whatnot, but I mean, there's only so much you can control. Kind of like that old show, The Diary. You think you know, but you have no idea. That's very true. I have no idea what that show is. (laughs) I was going to say, Google (laughs) There you go. Google Dang, it's showing my age now. Now you know how I feel. Every show show I go on, they try to like make a reference. I'm like, yeah, not landed, not landed. You know what you do to combat that? Make references from now and this day and age that they don't know. Some TikTok references? No, because you guys would be like so confused. No, 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 no. I don't care about being, but I don't 
that in your face, though. I don't, I don't, oh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't I don't old school you, new school you. I'm talking the old no, school people oh, that do that to you. But a lot of people you. on ESPN bet love to do that to yeah, me. See? They constantly do that. They start making these references, and they're like, see, she doesn't know another thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wasn't alive. That's okay. Sorry. You want me to do? Use a TikTok <laughs> reference and an influencer and level yeah. the playing field. That's what I would do if I were Say, you. Say, I like this little life and sing it. Exactly. Stuff oh, like that. This little life. Uh-huh. If you don't know what that means, then you're not right. in my age range. <laughs> if they don't know anything, that is trending if, right, right now. If they don't know anything about my boo thing on TikTok, that's how you get them yeah. as well. That's how you get them. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst and Future Influencer joining us here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. You got, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to. Well, I don't hate to say it. My Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I know. Laying seven points against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Uh oh. I'm always going to be skittish when things are right in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. But mm-hmm. in your opinion, based on what you've seen from both of these teams, do the Cowboys have what it takes to run away with this game? They won eight in a row at home in the regular season, and they won 16 in a row in the last 16 games at home. Yeah, they're 10-3 and against the spread as a favorite, too. But the line just moved slightly in favor of the Packers again. It's now down to 7, which I don't ever like playing 7 because it's a key number. It could be a push if they win by a touchdown. But Mm -hmm. I think this game might be closer than people expect. Me too. I think it's way too easy for... Dallas, everyone's like they're playing at home, mm-hmm. they're rolling, momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan Love, he's young. The Packers aren't that amazing of a team. But if you actually break it down numbers to numbers of how they would play against each other, it should be a closer game than people expect. So if you grab the points, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault you at all. I think if it gets back to plus seven and a half, you should take the Green Bay Packers. But because it's at seven right now, I'd probably just stay away. But I'll be looking at Tony Pollard over 14 and a half rushing attempts. Yeah. He's only hit over this mark in eight of 17 games. But this is one of the areas that they can exploit on that Packers defense because they're ranked 28th against the run. So I think for a lot of these games, just handicapping – these, this is like do or die situation, so you have to exploit whatever area you can. And for the Packers, they can't really stop the run, so it feels like Dallas could lean into that. Or let's say Dallas jumps out in the first quarter, first half, and they sustain so much of a lead that towards the end of the game, they're just running the ball. Right. Pollard's going to get those rushing attempts. So I do like Pollard over 14 and a half rushing attempts, but should be a good game. I'm excited for that one to see Aaron, how Dallas looks. The most intriguing matchup for me this weekend is going to be the Rams visiting the Detroit Lions because Matt Stafford, he's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home. <laughs> and the Rams are getting three points of that, and the total is, is a high at 51 and a half. Do the Rams have a shot to win this game outright? Yes, I do think they have a shot to win this game outright. And I do like them with the points, obviously, since I think they have a shot. But my issue here is I think everybody and their mother is going to be on the Rams. Yep. I don't mm-hmm. think there's one person who's going to say you can't take the points, and that scares me. I cannot wait to see what the money and the tickets are for this game, which we'll get um I guess, yeah, Sunday morning uh, on some of our shows we'll be able to release those because we don't have them just yet. But this, I feel like, is going to be one of those high shootout games, last play. I think the Rams have the coaching advantage. I think they have the quarterback advantage. I'm concerned about the Detroit Lions defense, which just really isn't that good. Right. Um, the offenses are there. So maybe if you want to look at the total at 51.5 and, and you think a ton of points will be scored. But I think the Rams defense is pretty good. So, you know, I think Dan Campbell's really loud. He's really loud, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, he just he's played tonight. This guy hard. We're gonna get yeah. messed up. Where's like he's, my he's, dip? Like it's it's a little too much for me. You know, like I think you have to overcompensate for how bad your defense is in the press conference by being like, yeah, let's go. Whoa, um, that's a great way to deflect <laughs> yeah. all that kind of exactly. negative attention on all, your defense. All the attention is on his excitement in the press conference, not on how bad this defense is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I expect this to be a close one. I, I again, I'm just concerned that it's going to be such a public play. 
It is because I'm excited for that one too. There's so yeah. many good games. I'm fi- like we're finally at like good football. You know what I'm yes, talking about? Yeah, exactly. And uh, all these games uh, are going to be good. And all different compelling storylines mm-hmm. in each and every game, depending on this player, depending on this team, who's playing like this, who's mm-hmm. playing like that. It's going to be a fun Super Wild Card weekend. So you got your best bets for the weekend. This way you'll have more money when Tuesday rolls but around. But Freddie, hold on for a second. Okay, hold on for a oh, second. Here we go. Before we let Aaron go, I want who uh-huh. who do you think is going to win the Bucks and the Eagles game this weekend, Freddie? Who me? Yeah, who who you got winning that one? I I can't go against the Eagles. I'm not trusting Tampa Bay. And Aaron, who who are you who are I'm you taking, not. Aaron? I think the Eagles will win. It's just by a matter of how many. Yeah. All right. I don't know if it's a name the score game, but I can't I can't trust a gimpy Baker Mayfield. No, like that's what I'm I'm concerned about. The Eagles, I think they're going to get something done. Wait, hold on, Harry. You said all right, like you just taking right. it down. I thought exactly. you were about to provide who you were taking in yeah, the game. You know what's you funny though? That, no, everyone's notes. struggling on yeah. that game. Every analyst I feel like that I've been listening to is like, ah, you like know, I want, know, like I'm saying, yeah. Eagles, but it's yeah. so hard to back it up. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head? Nope, I'm not struggling at all. Yeah. You're going so Bucks. I'm going Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, yeah. and it's because. You know, Jalen Hurts has struggled against the Blitz. You look at uh, mm-hmm. the game last week against Week Martindale, struggled against the Blitz. Also, um, Dan Quinn struggled against the Blitz. Todd Bowles, he's going to Blitz. He's going to see mm-hmm. if Brian Johnson mm-hmm. has figured this thing out. Mm-hmm. On top of the defense and Mike Evans over 1,000 yards, Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. I believe in those two guys as veteran players against a secondary that has been horrible this so season. So bad. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's about Baker Mayfield getting them the ball. That's what I don't trust. Right, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> that all sounds good until you put Baker at quarterback yeah, for yeah. me. But <laughs> yeah, with Jalen Hurts, I just want to know what after the season ends, the article that's going to come out to say what... What injury he had. No, no. That and just what well, went so I sideways. Well, I a little things behind the scenes. Oh, let me guess. Cert- something between him and A.J. Brown, something between some, X, Y, and some, Z. Certain conversations I can't tell out loud. Yes, I- oh, okay. Well, you got yeah. my Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> I won't release it. <laughs> I'll sign an NDA. Tell me. Give it all. <laughs> At Erin K. Dolan, that is her handle. She is Erin Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, getting you ready for NFL Super Wildcard Week. And she joined us in studio on Freddie and Heron. Always a pleasure, Heron. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you. Friend. Good luck, guys. Uh, always outstanding. So, Aaron Dolan, like we mentioned, great follow on Twitter. Aaron K. Dolan. Hit us up on Twitter anytime you want. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Harry's handle at HDouglas83. We are Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're going to have Frigid Bowl 1 and 2 when that happens this weekend. On Saturday night, that is going to be Frigid Bowl 1, Kansas City hosting the Miami Dolphins. According to the forecast predictions and projections, minus 5 degrees Fahrenheit with a wind chill of negative 26, according to the Weather Channel, at game time. That'll make it the coldest ever football game in Kansas City. Harry, my wife, she said, can they not play in a game like that, that cold weather? I said, that's not how the NFL works, my sister. Freddie, I was fortunate, or should I say unfortunate enough to play in a game at Kansas City in December where the wind chill made it negative 19. And I'm going to post pictures on, Please on, do. on X slash Twitter so people could think I'm not joking with an article that says what the temperature was. Freddie, it was so cold, I dropped every single pass in pregame warm-ups. And it was the only time in my life ever that I said to myself, I don't want Marcus Mariota to throw me this football at any point during this game. I really didn't. Put it this way. You're lucky that Marcus Mariota didn't have the arm strength of Josh Allen. You really would not have wanted to play oh, in that kind of oh, game. Oh, Lord, no. Lord, no. Yeah. I was on the sideline drinking chicken broth, okay. hot chocolate, 
hands in my hand warm. I had the big coat on. It was <sighs> extremely cold. How did the chocolate stay hot? In weather like that, well, they have it in a little uh, a container in the broth in the, in the container on the sidelines. Okay, it keeps it, it keeps it warm. Okay, that, that that must be the strongest container on planet Earth to keep that that warm or any kind of warmth in weather like that. Because you even mentioned, and part of the picture that you put on the text chain, you don't even have sleeves on. I'm like, no. look at that fool. Hey, I had, <laughs> I had I had to let them little twig arms I have show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had to let them little twig show, baby. I had did the extra curls that day right uh-huh. before the game too mm-hmm. in, the, in in the little weight room. Yeah, ah. did, did some push ups in the locker room, you know, yeah. to really swell it up a little bit. That's but I'll what tell you, you the, the reason why I, I didn't wear sleeves, a lot of us didn't. Yeah. You know, you take some Flexol, uh, mm-hmm. icy hot Tiger Balm, Vaseline, okay. mix it together, yeah. throw it, rub it all on your arms, and yeah. the wind really goes right over it. The only thing that was okay. cold were my hands and my feet. Right, mm-hmm. and you know. Mm-hmm. My hands were my money maker. My feet were that my feet. That, 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 those were my money makers. Yeah, they, they always got to protect your feet and your yeah, hands. Man. Yeah, man. Protect no, your feet and hands. No doubt about that. So that was the coldest game you ever played in. Yep. And then I had Green Bay negative twelve with the wind chill uh, oh, on a Sunday night, and oh. negative nine with the wind chill on another back to back years. Oh my God! No sleeves, baby. Yeah. Well, hey, you're be- you're better and braver man than me. Let's put it that way. Cause no glove, no love. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to Andy Reid, Kansas City football head coach. I don't know what kind of gloves he'll be wearing for Saturday night on the sidelines, <laughs> but he talked about the weather affecting not just Miami. Yeah, I don't think you bank on all that. I, that's where you get into trouble. Uh, the guys are pretty resilient, and uh, so you, you get you get yourself ready. And um, if it works out that way for you or whatever, I don't know how to. I don't know how to uh, quantify that. Um, you know, so. Uh, I just say, get ready for the game. Let's do that. I don't really care what goes on out here. Um, you know, we're not having a snowball fight. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty big, funny. Big, man, Big Red didn't been in Philly. Big Red didn't been in. Big Red was in Green Bay too, right? He's in Green Bay. Green as an Bay coach. Yep. He, he's in. Camp. Big Red not worried about no cold weather. Yeah, he's so his, up. so he, his players better not be worried about it. Yeah, he's laid up courtesy of God. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's layered up as far as that goes. And he's big red. And so he's he, big he red. has that body warm. Yeah, he, he's, you remember the old Kool-Aid commercials? That's yep. what he's going to look like on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, Andy Reid, come busting through. That's what he's going to look like. But everybody wants to know, how are the Miami Dolphins, those boys from the South, how are they going to do all that cold in the Midwest? Mike McDaniel, of course, had a Mike McDaniel-like answer as Dolphins head coach. I don't think you guys would mistake me for a uh, cold-weather body, okay? Um, but I'm really excited to go do that with the team because it's a, it's a mindset thing that you do together that you have to choose um, for it to be as minimal of an issue as possible. You already know what it, that it's going to be the coldest game that we've had all year and might be one of the coldest in, in history. The, the bottom line is, is you have to have a collective mindset. Everyone has to be all in, and I'm confident that our, that our guys will be up for the challenge. That all sounds fantastic until Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. That all sounds great because he's still in Miami. <laughs> he's still down there where the temperature is going to be at least 75 degrees warmer than what his team's going to go through and have to deal with and win a playoff game on the road in Kansas City on Saturday night. Now, I will say this. 
some of what he said does have uh, some truth to it. Like it is a mindset thing. If you're sitting up there worried about the cold, then it's going to affect you. If you go out there and you play football, and once you're running around, you're going to get warmed up a little bit as well too. But at the same time, negative 19, negative 20s is negative 20s. Wow. You know, like if you're on the sideline and you're not, you're getting reps every so often. Uh huh. You're going to be cold. If you're out yeah. there playing just about the entire game, yeah. you're going to be fine. Yeah. Will Kepley hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and HDougs83, regarding what you said about keeping it warm when it comes to the chicken broth and the hot cocoa and the thermos. He says, keeping hot chocolate warm in that temperature. Hmm. I was in the Army in Fort Valley, Kansas. Their containers for soup and coffee defeat that cold. I'm sure the teams can get that kind of thermos, too. But by the way, Miami is screwed. <laughs> and, and, I, and I just tweeted the pictures at uh, at H Douglas eighty three, uh-huh. so y'all can see the frost coming out of my mouth and see people in the stands how cold they were, and actually the negative nineteen temperature. Yeah, I'm retweeting that. All, all I see is your helmet and breath. <laughs> That's all I see. Your helmet, your number, and breath. That's all I see. And that I was cold. And you know how a flag is like stiff when it's like in the wind. That's what your breath looked like coming out of your mouth. Just a, a straight line. No angles, no up and down, straight out of your mouth at, at that kind of angle. Pause. There's no pause there. Come on now. Like we mentioned on Saturday night with the Dolphins and Chiefs meeting in Kansas City. We're so juvenile. The Dolphins and Chiefs could be part of the coldest game in the history for both franchises. Let us know. What was the coldest game you ever played in or attended? I can't wait to hear these stories. We'll take your calls in 15 minutes at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. But let us know right now, Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together. What was the coldest game you ever played in or attended? 888-729-3776. Plus, it's not a cold opening anymore in Alabama. They have found a body to take the place of Nick Saban, and it is Kalen DeBoer, who used to be the head coach of Washington. And FOS, friend of the show, is going to stop by and weigh in exactly what that means for Alabama future in the Alabama football and the president future next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Love Friday. On Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on this Love Friday edition. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. And how much love will Alabama fans have 
for their new head coach. Kalen DeBoer, who led Washington the last couple of years out to a 25-3 and record, ended a championship game on Monday. He is going to be named the Alabama head coach, replacing Nick Saban, who left after 17 years and six national championships. Let's bring in an FOS friend of the show. He is the great Peter Burns from the SEC Network and also the best week ever each and every weekend right here on ESPN Radio. Hit him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. Peter, before we get to that, we're letting it, putting it out there. Coldest game that anyone's ever played in or ever attended. What is the coldest game that you've ever attended? Buddy, my left nipple is still isn't right for this the game that I had. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember, remember, Tim Tebow hits Demarius Thomas for 80 yards. Oh, start yeah. of the first playoff game. Boom. Goes uh-huh. one hitter. Done. So the next week, I'm like, hell yeah. We're going. We're going to Foxborough. It's going to be uh, Tim Tebow. He's going to, I mean, just crushed. Uh, you know, the heavens are going to open up against Bill Belichick and Tom. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I got like ha- I made all the way the flight up there. I'm ready to go. I get in the like the media parking lot and I start walking and I literally just got my butt back into the car and went to the airport and went home. It was <laughs> I mean, I was just like I don't I can't this is an igloo. I mean, it wasn't as close as cold as it was, you know, what is going to be like this weekend. Right. But between that and the in the Joe Flacco Raheem Moore game, Broncos uh, Ravens in 2012. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Manning lost that game where they threw that 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 late you know pass. They got over Jacoby the Jones. Head. Yeah. Oh golly, yeah. I threw up a little in my mouth after that game. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, <laughs> what's up, bud? How you doing? Um, it, it, I'm doing great, man. It's been wild. It's been, yeah. you know, I mean. The only thing that's that's better than a coaching search is to figure out like all how all these rumors and things get started. So it's been a roller coaster ride, and I think the I think Bama's got a hell of a coach in Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, what what was your reaction when you heard it was going to be Kalen DeBoer? Um, it made up a lot of sense. I mean, one hundred and four and twelve, seven eleven win seasons, five and zero versus Sark and Landing. You know, it's in. I mean, this team was kind of left for dead a couple of years ago. This program, four and eight, and all of a sudden, yeah. in the middle of the transfer portal world, name, image, and likeness, DeBoer comes in here and he goes, boom, 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 has this great run. I mean, you look at him now, he's what, I think, 11 and two versus top 25 teams of all time. And a lot of times, he doesn't have the best roster. So he's well liked, he's well respected. Greg Byrne, the athletic director, did a hell of a job, said, hey, give me 72 hours. And it only took him 46 hours. There mm-hmm. were no leaks. He got his guy and. I, I appreciate anybody that's going to say, I want to follow the greatest at all time because that takes some confidence. Yeah, no doubt about that. Peter Burns of the SEC Network and Best Week Ever on ESPN Radio. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry. I also said this, Peter, about an hour ago, give or take a minute or two, that it would not surprise me if Nick Saban had some influence on this hire. What are your thoughts about that? I wouldn't be surprised as well. Um, I mean, I think, you know, Nick's still going to have an office there, and I think he loves that team and wants to help with the transition. I don't think this was like, deuces, I'm going to go to the golf course, y'all figure it all out. Mm-hmm. I, I Now, at the same time, I think some coaches and their egos would say, I want to be a part of it, like I want to weigh in on it. I don't think that's the case. I think that he went to Greg Byrne, and Greg Byrne is a smart guy who listens to all people and said, hey, how can I help, you know, Nick, can you help me? Can you give me some feedback? Ultimately, that's uh, probably some feedback that, that Nick got, but I don't think it was overwhelming over the top on it. Um, but I tell you what, I mean, I think Alabama's got a good guy. And can we just once again understand that the most powerful person 
maybe in all of sports, but at least collegiate sports, is super agent Jimmy Sexton. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Think about, so he had Dan Lanning as one of his clients. What happened with Dan Lanning this week? Got more money to stay at Oregon. He has Mike Norvell as his agent. What happened earlier today? Got more money more to stay at Florida State. He has Steve Sarkeesian as his he's uh, Steve Sarkeesian's agent. What happened with Sark uh, today? Got more money to more stay money. in Texas. <laughs> and uh, Kalen DeBoer is his client. What happened? Got doubled, doubled his, his money. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, he's the puppet master. He's he, he's great. I asked I asked him one day, I was like, Will you will you rep me? And he's like, No. Nah. <laughs> wow, bro. He's like, I'm good, fam. Flat I'm out good. no, huh? Yeah. He was just like, No, we're 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 good. We got bigger fish to fry. But and Jimmy so. Jimmy Jimmy's a good dude, man. I've been around Jimmy a lot with Julio because that's who Julio is represented by. Yeah. Uh he, he he's a really good dude. But I wanted to ask you because you know Alabama is deep in the south and they love they foosball down south, baby. <laughs> Kalen DeBoer not having any appearances or coaching experience in the South, do you think that's going to be a concern when it comes to fans with this hire? Yeah, I mean, listen, it was it was a different situation, but you know, whenever I was I'm a diehard LSU fan here. You know that. So when Nick Saban came from where? Michigan State? Michigan Nick State. Saban? Yeah. They didn't, he didn't have any ties, and but he knew sure as hell how to win. And ultimately, you know, Kalen DeBoer has shown that. But I will tell you this. You know, third week of the season at Wisconsin, that's going to be a true litmus test for Kalen DeBoer right off the jump. And think about this. The first SEC game in Tuscaloosa. Georgia? Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. I mean, can you imagine if Kirby Smart goes in there and they're going to have another top five, probably the number one ranked team in the country, goes into Bama and has success? Buddy, the Paul Feinbaum show is going to be oh. unbelievable that next day because of it. But I think, you know, I think DeBoer is, understands the challenge that's in front of him. Yeah, do, do you think fans understand how to pronounce his last name correctly right now? I think it's easy. Yeah, for them, they'll yeah. go DeBoer. Trust me. Now, yeah. if they tried to go, if, you know, it took them a while and they just went with Tua for, for yep. a minute. Like I said, yeah. They, they got the Tua T and stopped right there, a lot of Alabama fans. I'll never get one guy, by the way. Peter Burns, SEC Network, best week ever in ESPN Radio, and Freddie Harry in ESPN Radio. I'll never get Peter. Listening to Paul Feinbaum show show one day, and one guy went on there said, "This, this to a quarterback, you know, does he know how to speak English? You know, being from Hawaii and all." And at first, I thought it was a troll. Then I realized it was not. This guy thought that his last name, he could pronounce his last name, and is wondering, Peter, if Tua could speak English because he was from one of the 50 states in this country called Hawaii. Buddy, nothing surprises me anymore. <laughs> I mean, nothing. Oh, nothing my surprises goodness. Me. And, and now, listen, this is, think about what's happened this week. It's been the sports radio gods have gifted us something, right? right? I mean, you yeah. got the Pete Carroll situation, who, by the way, poor guy, like he was, we were giving him his flowers for like eight minutes and all of a sudden they're like oh Saban's out oh okay <laughs> uh-huh. and then and then of course now you see the situation with Belichick being out but Harbaugh ultimately ends up being the next guy and mm-hmm. we're going to be kind of curious to see what that vacuum that creates yeah yeah it's going to be very interesting Peter we always appreciate you my friend we're glad you're able to get past frostbite gate up in New England when that happened between the Denver Broncos and the pages my brother we'll talk to you soon the right one's still in good shape later boys <laughs> thanks for sharing <laughs> Peter Burns of the SEC Network and the best week ever joining us here on Freddie and Harry great follow on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN by the way regarding Kalen DeBoer the man who broke that story Nick Saban retiring and Kalen DeBoer replacing Alabama is Chris Lowe ESPN senior college football writer he's going to stop by in 20 minutes to talk 
talk about Kalen DeBoer being the new man in Tuscaloosa, replacing the dude that was Nick Saban. Chris Lowe, ESPN Senior College Football Writer, is going to stop by and join us at 5 o'clock. I can't wait to see exactly how they try to pronounce his name, DeBoer. <laughs> can't wait. Well, I, I just can't wait to hear people from the Paul Feinbaum show. Because, but I, what I want fans to understand is that, mm-hmm. you know, Rome's not built overnight. You got to remember who he's replacing. He's Absolutely. replacing Nick Saban. Even Nick Saban lost in Bryant Denny Stadium this year versus right. Steve Sarkeesian mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the Texas Longhorn. So y'all be patient. I, I, I seen this man Harry. twice in person. Harry. I, well, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, I've seen him in person twice. Yeah. One thing he can do is coach the game of football. No doubt. But Harry, oh, Alabama fans, be impatient. Harry, come on. <laughs> come on, patience. <laughs> that's something that's not part of Alabama fans' DNA. <laughs> they weren't patient with Nick Saban when he went 7-6 and six his first year, and they didn't know if he was the guy at Alabama. Then t- all those years in a row of winning at least 10 football games, believe me, patience and Alabama fans, those two entities have never been in the boy I trust. Okay. I'm glad you trust in the boar because if they don't know how to say his name, he's not winning. They're just going to call him Kalen. That's going to be the end of that. And they may get that wrong if we're not careful when it comes to Alabama fans and Kalen not winning off the jump. What was the coldest game you ever played in or attended? Harry Douglas played in an NFL game in which the wind chill factor was minus 19 degrees. This Saturday night in Kansas City, the Chiefs will host Miami in a playoff game. Game time temperature minus 7, minus 25 wind chill factor. What was the coldest game you either played in or attended? We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call in line at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Make sure you get your warmth on a love Friday by talking about the cold. Next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is a Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Sirius X and Channel 80 and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. If it's going to be cold outside, you need plenty of loving to keep you warm. So what was the coldest game you ever played in or attended. Harry Douglas played in a game where he needed plenty of loving to keep him warm. Minus 19 when he played for the Tennessee Titans in Kansas City. By the way, Kansas City this weekend on Saturday night going to play the Miami Dolphins in a playoff game. Game time temperature minus 7. Wind chill minus 25. We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What was the coldest game you either played in or attended? Brian in North Carolina, my friend, what do you have? Well, first of all, Harry out there dropping a couple bars to Georgia. I thought I was listening to Ray himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Thank nice. you, Brian. I try to do a little something every now and then. That's right. So, Harry, you just missed this game. December the 18th, 2005, Sunday Night Football, Falcons at the Bears. We were covering it for a local TV station, and the wind chill was minus 12. And my cameraman's camera was freezing. I mean, it was brutally cold, but they shut down the Falcons. Uh, 16 to 3, because I pulled it up to look at it in uh, in Chicago. Freezing, minus 12. Ugh. I believe, Ugh. I think, was Michael Jenkins playing in that ball game at the wide receiver Mike position? Mike Jenkins was for sure playing it, and they shut him down. I, I think it's either Mike Jenkins or Algie. One of those guys told me they got hit so hard in that ball game uh-huh. and felt every bit of the cold with them, them themselves getting hit. Wow. That wind cutting in Chicago. Yeah. Just a friend of mine who works at Sanaya, she's from Chicago, and we were talking to Cafeteria, and she said, yeah, I love being from Chicago. Doesn't mean I like the cold. 
in Chicago. She's like, that, that's a different kind of cold than Windy City when it comes to her hometown. Sebastian in Alaska, what was the coldest game you either played in or attended? Go ahead, Sebastian. Sebastian. I guess it froze his phone to the point that he couldn't talk about it. <laughs> but we can. Go ahead. He said minus 35. Yeah, minus 35. I'm not leaving no. my house yes. if anything temperature-wise is minus 35. Yeah. I can't do it. N- not at all. I, I put it this way. I'll stay in my house for a couple of days just to make sure it's not that kind of temperature. Uh, Brandon in North Carolina, what was the coldest game you either played in or attended, my friend? All right, so I got um... – Two for me. It played in, um, you know, I'm in North Carolina, so September football is pretty hot. We don't really play football in cold weather here, but uh, putting it out there, I remember in 99, after I think it was Hurricane Floyd came through, um, we were playing football and, you know, the mosquitoes come out right about that time, right about the time the sun starts to set. And after a hurricane, the mosquitoes are worse. So uh, I remember sitting there in that game. You know, um, just having just mosquitoes just tearing you up, um, <laughs> biting you through the sock. And you're sitting there on the line of scrimmage, and if you flinch, there's a false start. <laughs> you know? so, so you just say, you got to let it happen. And they, you start to think crazy thoughts like, man, these things know. They're going to sit here and wait until, you know. But a uh, cold game, I was coaching uh, soccer later. Uh-huh. And um we had this game in February. I don't know what the temperature was, but it was sleeting on us, it was snowing on us. Um my goalie literally had icicles, little icicles from where his breath was coming out and freezing on his face. Oh boy. Little, little tiny icicles hanging off of each eyelash. Oh boy. Wow. Oh brother. Mm-mm. Wow, wow, wow. Well we man. did when we when we did college game day last year yeah. um in Montana. Oh boy! It was. I think it was three degrees. It, it was. It was cold out there, boss. I remember watching that because they're two hours behind everybody else. It was cold when you guys were out there at nine o'clock Eastern time. It was seven o'clock their time in the Mountain Time Zone. And I said, Mm-mm, "They're not. They're not of coats out there for you guys." You know what's crazy? What's I took. I took my big coat off though. Yeah. Like the first ten minutes of the show. Why? Man, I was getting hot, Freddie. I, was, I guess my body is used to it. My body, I'm used to it, Freddie. I'm immune to it, baby. You're like a. I, su- yeah, that, I know. That, 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 there are superpowers. That's not a superpower you should probably enlist. <laughs> also, your body is too hot that you don't need a cold in Montana <laughs> in November. Jacket. I took it off. Wow. Took it off. Steven San Francisco, that's what hitting us up on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Steve, what was the coldest game you ever played in or attended? Uh, minus 13, that was a wind chill in Schaefer Stadium, New England. Jacksonville came up with Tom Coughlin and uh, the it, metal benches, okay, but it froze, feet froze. Metal benches in cold weather should never go hand in hand. Frostbite is the worst, too. I've never had it, thank God. Oh, man, you don't want to get that, Freddie. Because so, like, as soon as you get it and you try to, like, uh-huh. run hot water on your hands or try to warm your hands Not up. Not a like, good idea. It, that it, I know. It, yeah, it, it hurts worse. Yeah. So you're speaking from experience with the frostbite thing. Oh, yes. When did you get that? Like all those cold games I just told you about. Oh, yeah. You always got <laughs> all those cold moments. Really? So, so, my, so my hands and my feet were the only thing that ever got cold. Uh-huh. So once I got frost frostbite, yeah. oh, man, it was... 
It was brutal. Mm-mm-mm. When polar bears say you need to go inside, that's when you know it's too cold. <laughs> polar bear. When a polar bear looks at you and says, we don't want to be out here, you shouldn't be out here, that's when you know it's too cold. <laughs> We don't want you for dinner. Go ahead. We'll spare you this time. Exactly. Go on inside now. You see that cave over there? We're going to go back in. Now, if you're still out here, we come out here, then, you know, that's God's will. But tell you, take you behind inside. We don't want to be out here. We don't want you out here as a human being. Yikes. Jesse in Connecticut, what was the coldest game you ever played in or attended, my friend? Yes, man. I went to the Patriots versus Broncos at Foxborough. It was probably about minus 7, minus 10. Took one sip of beer. It froze instantly, but the Patriots won. Got to witness the great Brady and the great Belichick. Thank you for the time. Y'all have a blessed day and a blessed weekend. You too, Jesse. Sonola, so no so no if I was a fan going in that weather, yeah. man, 50 milligram gummy. Mm-hmm. I need some tequila. <laughs> I need it all to take my mind off the cold, to be able to sit in that and watch a football game. Fifth. Oh, I need 50. Here's the deal. Jesse Connecticut, this is a brave man. He went to a game that cold, and he was determined to have a beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not coffee, not tea, not hot chocolate. He was the concession stand. I'll have the Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine how many people who sit in those games, though, are sauced oh, up, though. My God. Oh, you kind of have to be, though. Before you get in there. Yeah. More than likely. All the brown liquor they could find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were down in that like it was a Titanic. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh-uh. The coldest Rose. game. Yeah. yeah. Coldest game I ever attended. I did a football game, a playoff game in upstate New York for Amsterdam High School. It was a playoff game. Game time temperature was two degrees. Wind chill factor of minus 20. Thankfully, I was in a booth, but it was an open air booth. Everybody froze. Whether you did the game or you were playing the game. I said, Never again will I do something <laughs> like that. There's no way. But Alabama fans, they're feeling a little bit better, a little warmer today with Nick Saban's successor. The man that broke that story joins us next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.